Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My ex-boyfriend used to buy me things to compensate for his love. So there goes my That's trigger good. point. That's so good. I realized that you really have trauma, yes. Natalie. Because you, when he would buy you stuff, you still knew he didn't, like, love yeah. is an action. There it is. It's a it's experience. Yeah. So if you're doing things that's not of love the way God loves me, then this material item is not going to make up for the love that I desire from you. Because my parents love me. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the world with the message of hope in relationships. But your life does not. God, you are my publicist. We laugh. We share the unadulterated truth. He said, not only have I not divorced you, I ain't exposed you. We didn't marry fans, we married forever. And we wanted forever to act like a fan. Reveal her, Jesus. I will not compromise Mm -mm. on getting a woman of God. You don't have to. And Father, I declare for his future wifey, thank you for preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. Mm. It's a Hebrew word, chayil, and it was translated wealth. And it means people, it means men, it means resources, and it means means. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lateris R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we make a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so we'll be notified about upcoming episodes. And if you're listening to us on streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, um, Stitcher, Stitcher or, or whatever streaming platform you listen to us on. Make sure you leave us a review if it allows you to. And um, yeah, season six has been absolutely amazing. I've been getting so many DMs from you guys. I've been reading all the comments. Y'all are finding so much value in this season. As y'all know, I affectionately uh, nicknamed this season Miracles and Manifestations. Now why? It's because I'm expecting God not only to do, uh, to do great exploits in my life, but I pray that the things that you are faith in God for, that he releases it into your life and you experience the abundant life in every category of your life. And so y'all know I'm very strategic in the people that I bring on the podcast. Um, and this person is with no exception. So welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my new homie, Natalie Nicole. Thank What's you. up? 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Right. Are you going to behave yourself today? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to behave yourself? I mean, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so listen, y'all. So Natalie, so her publicist reached out to me about having on the podcast. And so she sent this this beautiful pitch deck and I read it and it was talking about all the money that Natalie makes, all the success that she's had. And I'm like, la, 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 la. I said, that, she, that, all that stuff, she belongs on Anthony O'Neill's podcast because of her great success. And his podcast is about money and stuff okay. like that. And, but it was a, the last paragraph that caught my attention, which is the paragraph where you were talking about um, coming to the age where at the age of 35, women have to really get very intentional on whether or not they want to have kids. And you've, you've experienced so much success in this area of your life and this other area of your life where you really have no control over, which is love. Women don't have control over a guy proposing to them or getting married and all that. You have control over whether you accept it or not, of course. Right. And, uh, you know, you probably experienced those type of things. But the reality is having kids and doing it God's way is, is literally out of your control, per se. So that's what resonated with me. I said, here's this woman that's extremely successful, but the thing that she has to, you know, be self-aware of is um, having kids and whether or not she wants to have it. So I said, you know, I want to talk to this young lady. And so uh, I came across your IG probably about a year ago, about a year ago. Wow. Yeah, you popped up in my news feed. I said, who's this girl? I said, she's kind of cute. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, no, she like she costs too much. <laughs> He's starting. <laughs> Shots fired. I said, it's like she costs too much. I said, she running around here posting uh, videos in front of her Lamborghini SUV. I said, I don't know if I can pay for the gas in that thing. And then I started looking at you where you drip down and designer everything from head to toe. I was just like, yeah, she, she, she one of them type of girls. And I talked to you about that in our in our two hour. So we had our our um, our pre interview call, right? Right. And it was supposed to be thirty minutes, and we cracked up for about two hours. It and you said good. you said, Latarius, I want you to say that on the podcast. I do. Why did you want me to say that? Well, first, I want to say thank you so much for just what you're doing um, for God's people. Uh, when I really got a chance to look at your podcast in the movement, I was honored to be on here. And for the very reason of what you're saying, because social media is just one part of my life. Exactly. Right. So I, I love Jesus. I, I love him with my life. And I feel like as I've loved him throughout my years, I grew up in the church. I had to develop my own relationship with him yes. and come into my own identity. Right. And, that, and that had a, a that has a major um role in how I show up on social media because there was a point in my life where I was struggling on do I dress like a nun and I don't like that <laughs> or do I own me and do I own Natalie am I okay with people judging me and then I realized that I am okay with that and it took me 35 years honestly to love myself like authentically wholeheartedly and be okay with whoever stays in my life. Yes. Whoever doesn't want to be in my life, whoever wants to do business with me, whoever doesn't want to do business with me, whoever wants to be my friend, whatever that looks like, because I trust God. Good. And that's why we called uh, this episode trust in God. Yes. Because one thing that I learned from you in that two hour conversation is how much you genuinely love God. I said, what you know, you you saying scriptures, you know, the word like what, what, <laughs> where's all this coming from? I said, what is this? And you was like, no, this is who I am at the core. He said, social media may be one thing, but this is who I am. And I said, 
And then the fact that you said you didn't get defensive. You're like, what you think? What? You know, you didn't get mad about what my preconceived notions of you were. Actually, you even said, yeah, I went and cleaned up some of my pictures that I posted and I took some of my posts down because where I'm at in this stage in my life, I want to show more of who I am. Yes. And I said, oh, you're self-aware and I, I can respect that. And so this woman that we see today, how is she different from the woman that evolved from the pictures, quote unquote, that you said you had to take down then? So the pictures I took down was more material stuff because it wasn't, it, it was still Natalie that's on my page right now. But in all honesty, and this has to do with my dating life and everything, just my love life, I feel like social media, it gives people the opportunity to put you in a box. Yes. And they say, well, she likes this, she <laughs> likes that. And she, but how is that? You know? But I'm gonna say this to you because it, and I had to, like really like relearn some things. I believe that we deserve wealth. Of and course. we deserve to live heaven on earth. I think yes. I believe that we shouldn't have to suffer. I agree as so well. When I was able to like really work and make money as an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, I was chasing money. And I thought chasing money and making money was gonna solve all my problems. Yeah. So what happened was when I was able to generate a lot of income from network marketing specifically, we was in the house in the pandemic. And what I did was I misused God's money. I bought material things because I thought that was the thing to do for so long. Don't get me wrong. I like nice things. Of course. But nice things do not make me. Yes. So in my mind, I was buying these things because I could afford it. But in my heart, did I really need it? And did I really want it? You said you didn't know if you wanted it? I didn't know. I, when I got my Lamborghini... I remember clear as day. I was in the house and no, this is <laughs> You about a whole Lamborghini and question if you want I never it? even drove a Lamborghini. <laughs> so where'd you see one to want one? So this is so I'm in the house and of course I have some influence, you know, some friends, different people that are in my life, and they were like the culture, do it for the culture. And I'm like, like, well, let's a little backstory. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, predominantly white. Yeah. My mom is Trinidadian and Guyanese. Dad's American, but really grew up. I didn't even have a bed. So my mom and dad got a divorce. And then when I got to like fifth grade, we slept at my grandmother's house. And even though I went to a school that every their parents were like, you know, well married off. and well off. My mom was working so hard to figure it out so I can feel like I belonged. So there was a financial, like, imbalance in my mind for a very long time. So the desire for money, it outweighed anything. So when people ask me, well, why don't I have kids? It wasn't, it wasn't a priority. Mm -hmm. Why don't, why am I not married? I mean, I could be married. You want, you, you were chasing that money. It was, yeah, I thought that, because I thought that if I don't have money, then I won't have a happy marriage. Or if I don't have money, I can't provide for my children. They that's didn't have to be here. So you took on a, that's what males think. So yeah. a lot of men, those that are providers, they feel that way. They go, I got to go earn a certain amount of money in order for me to make my wife happy, to have kids and all that type of stuff. And to help my husband, because if you look at the Proverbs 31 woman, she was his helpmate. Yeah. She went out there, she worked, she got up, and she just wasn't this soft lady that was in the house <laughs> on the couch. She's waiting for her man to come in the house. Like she literally was like matching his energy. So in my mind, 
of course, my husband is going to be able to financially provide, but I also want to support him mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, like do those different things. But if I'm in the house feeling insecure, feeling like I'm not worthy or I, I haven't done nothing with my life. I knew my personality and I wanted to make sure that I was whole as a woman yes. and I was able to experience some type of success. So when it is time for me to get married, I can really be in that space and enjoy it. That's good. That's good. So here you are in the middle of the pandemic. You per- What made you purchase the Lamborghini? Because they said do it for the culture. So we were in the house and I was like, I want... And I have a Range Rover too, but I literally just wanted the Range Rover. And they were, everyone's laughing at me, like, not everybody. So my boyfriend at the time, he wasn't laughing. He was like, whatever you want to do. He was cool. But of course, you know, everybody else was like, do it for the culture. Like, you know, you know, all the other girls, their rapper boyfriend bought yeah, it. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, well, that's good for them. Yeah. So fast forward. I, I, I get the Lamborghini. The Urus is hot at the mm-hmm. time. I'm, I'm going to yeah. get the hot stuff. Yeah. So I get the Urus. I like I like white cars. I get the car. The car comes. And when I got the car, I was like, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh. So that's when, that's when the unease started to happen in my mm. life. That's where the unhealthy habits started. Mm. Because I will buy things thinking that I will really enjoy it and I'll really love it, whether it's a diamond watch, whether it's a cumin anklet, anklet, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. I don't even know where it's at. Like, <laughs> don't know where it's at. I'll be honest with you because I realized that I've never been a materialistic person. I like nice things and that goes a little bit deeper root, deeper rooted part is my ex-boyfriend used to buy me things to compensate for his love. So there goes my trigger point. So I realized that you really have trauma, Natalie. Because you, when he will buy you stuff, you still knew he didn't, like, love is an action. There it is. It's it's experience. Yeah. So if you're doing things that's not of love the way God loves me, then this material item is not going to make up for the love that I desire from you. Because my parents love me. And this is not the love that I'm feeling right now. So fast forward, as I will buy these things, um, I wasn't happy. Like every time I would buy, I would buy people stuff. And it was just like, I thought the people, maybe Lord, the God gave me the, the money to buy the people the stuff. I buy my sister the stuff, my mom the stuff. I was like, my dad shopping. I'll do all these different things. And I said, you know what? Something's still wrong. So now. That didn't make you happy either? It was temporary happiness because they still, that wasn't making them 100% happy. They, they, you get what I'm saying? So now we are in like, a cycle. we're going into this rabbit hole of where like we're using money to, to, to give to... us a false narrative and false hope that we're fulfilled. And I realized the real fulfillment was really asking God, hey God, what do you want me to do with this money? Teach. And now it's being a good steward over my money. Teach. So one of the great things that happened with me was that I always saved, I always made like, you know, different investments or what have you based upon the income I was making. I always was working, but it was, it came to one point where I started to start, start to feel sad. And I was like, why am I, why is this sad spirit happening? I went and got a store in the mall at the Galleria, Houston Galleria, still have a store there. And here I was as a college girl, I opened my first line when I was 22 and I was struggling to keep it open. Now I'm opening up a store inside the mall and you're still not happy? Mm. I said, okay. I said, I couldn't really like put my finger on it. can't pinpoint what it was. But it's a trauma that changed my life. And, And let's talk about that trauma. You experienced something that was absolutely devastating that changed the course of your life. Um, Talk about it. What happened? 
I can speak about it as a victor now, but I was a victim for so long. And it getting robbed at gunpoint, I didn't just get robbed of like jewelry. I got robbed of my confidence. I got robbed of being a fearless woman. Yeah. I got robbed of my worthiness. I got robbed of my hope, my belief. Just every single thing that I worked so hard to become my Jesus year, 33. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be my year. Yeah. And then Jesus, <laughs> he's, I'm going to get your attention, lady. And I'm not saying that he yeah, put he that because I, I still live. Yeah. And instead of me looking at the glory of me living, I was angry. And I was like, God, why did I get robbed? I said, God, I'm feeding your people. I'm doing all these different things. Like, I'm a good person. Like, God, why? Yeah. So I start questioning God. And what happens is when you start questioning God, that's when you don't trust him. There 100%. Talk about Either it. Either you're going to trust God or you don't trust God. Because I serve one God. And the only one and only living God that has saved my life from being dead. Because yeah. like, I could have been dead. My mom and dad could have got a phone call saying, hey, your daughter is gone. They could have put me in a trunk, but it was nothing but the grace of God that kept me here. And when that moment happened, it took me another, like, about nine months, maybe nine or 12 months to just get out of my misery. And I'm talking about, Latarius, I was depressed. And I was a functioning depressed person that still made another $2 million. So, you know, God, give me the spirit of depression to make $2 million. Because if you can make $2 million while you're depressed, you know, I think that that would be a reason to bring you out of depression. If you It wasn't. It actually made me, like, I started self-sabotaging. How stopped, did you do that? I stopped working. I stopped, like, wanting to work. Like, the money just kept coming. And I was like, money is bad. I said, money, like, it's the root of oh, evil. Oh, because that's what caused you to get robbed. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. I said, like, God... So then I had a lot of triggers. So I was watching the news and Instagram. It was like everything was very triggering because everyone was chasing money. So I was like, if they only knew. Yeah. That's what my mindset was like. Y'all crazy. You know, then I got on a television show that that was that's a whole nother story where you did do that reality show. And it was that that was the icing on the cake. If something was going to send me out this world. That right there was because money allowed me to like not work. Uh, I was still like, I still was in network marketing doing the bare minimum. Yeah. But the work that God planted inside of me, you know when you're working yeah, when you're not of course, working. Of course. And you, you, they call that quiet quitting. <laughs> exactly. It was quiet quitting. Yeah. And he was dealing with me. He was like, I'm talking about like he was fighting for me. Like God was fighting. It was days where I didn't want to live. And I, I don't get it. I don't get as emotional because I have so much strength now, but there's so many people that look at my life throughout that time and they probably didn't know what I was going through because I was showing up for the people. So after showing up for the people, I said, Natalie, it was January 1st, 2022. I said, we got to do something different. We got to do something different. I said, you got a condo in Miami. You have a house in Texas. You know, you're in a relationship, but you're not really present because you're fighting for your own life right now. You're not happy. No one really knows what's going on in your life. You have a problem. Either you are going to just quit and let the enemy take your life because that's serious. Yeah. Because people look at people that commit suicide like they don't love Jesus. They're in a dark place. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're trying to get out this place. Yeah. Now, they're like tugging. Yeah. The Birkin bag can't save you. Nope. 
the Lamborghini couldn't save me. Yeah. It was me knowing that God loves me so much. There it is. He died across from my sins. There it is. And I had to understand that he needed me to survive. And I was literally like a living sacrifice for real. And he wanted me to, me to like understand, Natalie, this money is for us to create a legacy for you to be able to show other young girls that you don't have to have a baby out of wedlock. Yep. You don't have to be a statistic. You don't have to settle. You don't have to like worry about when you're going to have a baby or force a situation that's not there. Yep. You have to trust me. And I'm not saying I'm perfect now, but my level of trust, like me and God, like we locked in for life because now because I know. Because I've been through a lot. You've been through yeah. so much. You, you told me that it got so bad in your depression. Like you would literally just keep all the lights on in the house. Oh, listen, I don't regret anything because everything happened for a reason to be to help me become the woman I am today. But I'll never forget, I was in the shower and my boyfriend at the time, you know, we were living together and he's, he's on the road doing music and, you know, he, he comes back, of course, but I, I don't know, he might have went to the cleaners and it was probably like five minutes after he left to go to the cleaners in my mind, there was a whole episode of he, in my mind, he went out the garage, somebody pulled in and went through the back door. And that was the noise I was hearing while I was in the shower. So imagine not being able to take a shower in peace. Imagine not being able to be on live. Like I'm going upstairs. I had a whole podcast studio. I'm going upstairs. I'm locking the door and I'm mad that it doesn't lock because it's like a um, Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to be in here anymore. So I literally was not trusting God. I was not understanding that he was covering me. He's protecting me. And I was going through a, a real warfare. So what was so what was it about being downstairs in the podcast studio that made you afraid? It was the whole house. It was locking the door. It was it was I just thought somebody broke in all the time. So like so we were we lived in the lake and it was a bit I'm talking about what I prayed for. I have it. What I prayed for. I used to live in a six hundred square foot of, oh I don't know God. I used to live in a six hundred square foot apartment. I used to sleep on the floor at my grandma's house. So to be in a house and be in a position where God was blessing me, but I'm scared. You're in fear. And I'm like, I'm looking outside like, is somebody watching me? I'm talking about I'm running to get water in the kitchen, running back to the room, locking. I'm talking about I'm in my bed, our bedroom, locking the door, making it dark. It was rough. So when you look, how long were you in that dark space, that 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 space of, you know, and, I, and it comes back as far as fear is different stages of it where you start shedding it off. But how long were you at the height of fear where you were paranoid like that? For all of 2021 and so probably about two years. Really? Fear. But, I'm talking about paranoia where you thinking somebody following you, thinking somebody doing something like that. So almost like a full two years. Like I'm just coming out of it. Uh, I'm, it's like example, if I'm at the airport and someone says, cause the social media, they, people know you from there yeah. and that's God's gift. Social media is God's gift that he gave us. Right. I'm also to be fearful of someone saying Natalie, like abruptly like yeah. that, but they don't know my trauma, yeah. but it's like, uh, like that. It's like, goes a little bit. 
not anymore though. So I was like that for two years. I'm now like if anyone meets me, I'm like, hey girl, let's take a selfie um, at my own store. Um, I, I I love my culture. I love all nationalities. I love black people. But I was scared of black men for a little bit that looked a certain way. And I didn't want to be like that. But when a black man came, ran into my store like abruptly, maybe just to talk to me to say I'm beautiful, I would get scared. I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm about to get robbed. So, of course, I'm licensed to carry. But two black men robbed me. And I didn't think that was going to happen. So I had to, like, really do the work. And I said, you know what, God? If... I'm going to live this life. I'm going to live this life going out with a bang. And not a bang on the physical realm, and on the spiritual realm. Me tapping into my spiritual, Natalie Nicole Smith. Why are you here on this earth? Yes. If you live life every single day on purpose, you will fear nothing. But if you're living life not feeling like you're fulfilled and you don't feel good, no, like that's why he died on the cross for my sins. So that's why I always, and this is, this is serious. I don't do all this on Instagram, but I ain't fighting every day. So when we were talking earlier, you're like, um, just about what do I, what do I desire? What am I manifesting? It's like, my life is a manifestation. My life is a manifestation of a little girl that desires true love that desires true happiness, that desires to live on purpose, that desires to be a great mom, a great wife, but I trust God. So I no longer am in control of like, this is how it has to be. This is how it has to be because when I make money, and I always have made money, but when I made all the money, it didn't work. So now I'm finally getting back into my flow. I'm back in my flow now. Now I know what I deserve. I know what I desire. And me and God, like, I no longer question where he's taking me. See, I don't think you're back in your flow. I think you created a new flow. I created a new flow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you created That's a new good. flow because you're because you're taking the lived experience of what you went through, the trauma, and you say, devil, oh, you thought you had me. Now, oh. now, now, now you, 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 you should have took me out when you had the chance because now I know who I am and now I'm fearless on a whole nother level. And, and you're more balanced. And that's what I surprised am. me in the conversation that we had. I was like... Like this is, I mean, it just it just shocked me because what was supposed to be a thirty minute conversation ended up being two hours on Zoom with your uh, publicist on the line, and we just forgot that she was even on the line. We I just, yeah, <laughs> and the thing about it, I love that you said it because I'm a new woman. Yes, whoever knew me before, I'm in the most humble way possible. Whatever I allowed. In the past, you ain't allowed whether no it's more. friendships, whether it's relationships, whatever yeah. it is, I'm a new woman and I'm doing it a different way. So because I'm doing it a different way, not my way, but God's way, is nothing spooky about it. It's just my obedience and my commitment. See, if I'm going to live this life, I don't want to live without God. I don't even want to be here. If, it's, if, it's not, if I don't have God, I don't want to do it. So there's no man or no woman that can make me believe that their way is better than this way I'm going, at, going on right now. Natalie, have you ever been close to being married at any season of your life? I have, but then I had then okay. So there's points in my life where, like I, so God knows the desires of our hearts, right? Right. He knows our desires, and He knows our desires not to harm us and to hurt us. He's gonna protect us, but our flesh believes certain things, and our flesh sometimes gets distracted. So there were seasons in my life where I was willing. 
to settle knowing that I know my king is going to walk with God with me. So it is. And here's the deal. I, I believe that this is my philosophy. I believe that my man, my husband is my assignment. And I believe that he's not going to just come perfect. He's not going to come perfect. And I believe that with his desire to trust God, the one and only living God, and his desire to be a renewed spirit being, living in this physical realm, right? together we will continue to grow. And we'll continue to like get closer to God and be directed by God. So there were times in my life where I was willing to compromise, when I knew the person uh, probably couldn't cover me. And if we went through some real stuff, because the way when when, th- when life happens, the way they back out or the way they act, and I look back at myself, I'm like, do I want to deal with that? Yeah. And for the first time in my life, um, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say this because a lot of times people are in relationships and they know either you need a break, either you need a break up, you got to do something. Because what you're doing currently because what working. you're doing is not working. You yeah. can't every year say it's gonna be a great year. <laughs> It's gonna be a good old year, you know. <laughs> new, this time a new year, new me. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna be better this time. We're gonna be better, but you didn't do the work. Um, have you ever? Um, so it was an interesting thing that I learned about you in that two hour conversation. <laughs> that early in your life, the type of guys you were attracted to were a little sketchy. You like you you were attracted to drug dealer guys. Yeah. And I still think here is that because of the money thing again. It was so they were solid, you know. Like I, I've just seen a lot, going to Howard University. I love my school. I just seen a lot of men not be able to handle their day in their own. So I dated this guy in, in high school, going to college, and when I went to college, he might be watching right now. Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and, Shut up. And he was a mama's boy, and that was nice, but he wasn't like. Handling his business. It wasn't it had nothing to do with money. Then he cheated on me. And you're not handling your business. And you cheated on me. Like, you're crazy. You know? So I'm just, no, like I'm not doing that. So at that time, I tried to do like the college boy thing. And then we call a mom for money or like go get a job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I was working. Yeah. Why can't you get a job? Yeah. So I couldn't understand it. Yeah. Like a lot of the guys that I was around, they were just privileged. Yeah. And I, I love that for them. But if you're you're why do you want to wear your mama out or yeah. wear your father out? And because they can't give it to you, now you're mad. Yeah. Like go work. Yeah. So it was a mindset that I was attracted to. And then a lot of the men that were in the streets, they I realized that they weren't in the streets because they just want to be cool. It was survival. Yeah, it was survival. So I would say my maybe it was a slight trauma bond yeah. because in my mind in college I'm in, I'm surviving and I was always working always hustling and then that because I didn't have a lot of boyfriends it was like two guys I dated in like ten years that were in the streets and we dated for a very long time like I was talking about boyfriend I like and that's the thing like I'm not really I'm not boy crazy and any guy will say that like I don't really like I'm not gonna chase you I'm not gonna keep calling you like when we're done okay we can still be cool like friends whatever what's up but I'm not gonna be begging you to love me and I have a dad that loves me my dad has loved me for a very long time (laughs) so that's the thing those guys they were strong and they understood my spirit in that moment another thing about guys in the streets 
they used to match my grind. So let's say I'm making like five thousand dollars, they're gonna give me another five thousand. If I'm making ten thousand, because there's their their ego wanted to outdo me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> you know? So it was like a fun game. <laughs> it was it was all fun. It, it was all fun and dandy till my life was on the line. So when <laughs> when my life started getting on the line, I said, Oh, this is different. <laughs> I said, Oh, and then my one time my grandmother called me, I don't know what she knew about this. <laughs> she said, Yeah, Natalie. This aunt, I, I, she she watches the news all the time. So I didn't watch the news. I didn't want to see anything, okay? Because so, I was living my coldest winter ever. Like, that's what I was doing. So my grandma called me was like, yeah, this woman in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, um, somebody abducted her in, her in her basement. She had a tax business, but she was fooling with a drug dealer. And I'm like... You're like, Jesus? I, so, I said, I looked at the phone. And I'm, I'm going to call you right back. Because <laughs> here's the deal, I'm in my, I'm in that flow now. Like I'm like I like this. Why are you doing this? I, because God has always been in me though. So because God has lived always lived in me, I always when my my like when my spirit man wakes up, yeah, I snap out of it. I didn't like that. How long how long did you stay in that situation after she said that though? So I went through a couple, you know, and and usually like. I, I'm telling you, like, I really feel like God has been fighting for me for a long time. Because some situations I've been in, it's like, I'm talking about, I've seen my boyfriend get robbed and shot shot at everything in front of me. Like, it's been crazy. <laughs> like, I've seen situations, like, I've seen my other my, my other boyfriend. So it, was, okay, so it was two boyfriends and a guy was dating. And third one, I was like, oh, no, like, this is too much. And this is too much. The third one, it was his child's mom was acting crazy. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, you know, and I was like, this is not it. This is not the, the listen, the God that, I, the God that loves me. You don't want did, me in this? Did not give me, no, because he kept blessing me. I was having my salon. My windows were getting busted out. I said, what is You talking about your salon? Listen, I was living a rough life. And like, listen, I've always spoke like this, but they, like, I don't know the, the drug dealers like me because I spoke proper and they knew that like I was down, but I'm like, I'm not that down. Okay. Like, I want to go. I went out. This is not death row. I'm out of here. You can have it. You say not that down? This is not death row. I'm out. Like, I'm not doing it because you can't control your situation. Hmm. And when you're in doing things like that, you really can't control because your ego and your flesh is outweighing your, the the reality that this is going to come to an end. So then I realized that most guys are in the streets until they have that come to Jesus moment. Because there's a lot of guys that, and that's the thing. I'm not, if you had a lifestyle, I'm not judging you. But if you're still doing it as a grown man, we have, like, we don't got to talk, but you and God have to talk. And here's here's another deal. Yeah. There's so much opportunity in the world. So when, my, when I started, like, because wisdom is everything and knowledge is power. When I start to realize the amount of wealth that there is in the world, if you work. Yeah. <laughs> if you work, it might take a little bit. You go get your real estate license, go get yeah. your trucking, you yeah. know, do something else. Yeah. You don't have to go to college like me. Yeah. But if you work and apply yourself, you, you can make some money. And if you really are obedient, it's not going to be easy because yeah. the streets is, and believe it or not, the streets is not easy. Oh, yeah. So to see think? God, yeah. So it was like, to answer your question, I took a few rodeos and that's when I got introduced to network marketing. 
I needed something because I was working in the club for 10 years. So the guys that I was meeting were in the club. Be, be specific what you did in the club. I did bottle service. Because that can come off a whole different way. Yeah. I, work, I, yeah. <laughs> I was working in the club. They're like, I know I Natalie tried was everything, exotic though. I listen, I, uh, <laughs> listen, I tried one little night. I said, oh, no, baby. Like, that ain't it. That is not it. Why, why wouldn't that it? Why wouldn't that it? So... I don't I don't want to take up your time with this whole story, but God <laughs> Now that we have these stories. <laughs> this one time I said, you know what? The dancers are making more money than me. And I said, at the time, my boyfriend was like, he's putting this like carrot over my head. Like he wasn't gonna give me the money for summer school. Cause I didn't want to tell my mom and dad I failed summer school, failed I mean, school. And I was like, I I, I gotta go to summer school. But Howard was expensive. <laughs> So some schools like nine thousand dollars. Let me get that from <laughs> that quick, right? Because I'm not willing to have sex for money. So like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. So the girls at the club, they were telling me like, oh, you can just dance a couple nights. So never took my clothes off, and this this is exclusive episode, exclusive, <laughs> exclusive. I've never said this story publicly. So I remember one time, I said, you know, I'm gonna do this. I went out there. I got my clothes on. I got my little bikini cute outfit on. And I said, oh, this is different. I said, I can't take my clothes off. This is not it. And I remember, God, I'm telling you, God is so good. The Rick Ross concert was in town that, that weekend. Whoever, I'm, I would never forget his name. His name was Ricardo. Thank you, Ricardo. Ricardo was, I don't know where he is in this world now. He was from New York. He said, what you doing here? And I was like, I go to college and, you know, like I need to pay my tuition. Every girl says that. He says, pull up your balance right now. I said, bet. Give me a second. At the time, we had them old cell phones. Yeah. Right? I think I had like a sidekick or something. Yeah. I don't know what I had. More like an old iPhone. And I pulled up my balance. He said, but at that time, I brought two friends with me because I didn't want to do it by myself. But the two friends, they was getting down. Okay? And I was not with it. Right. Oh, so, y'all danced at a private party. I was at the strip club. It was club. a strip club. Okay. Right. So you brought them there to dance Because I didn't to? want to do it by myself because I was doing bartending. But so did the, they dance too, or they just there for moral no, support? No, they were dancing, dancing. <laughs> I was talking about naked dancing. I was like, oh, this is different. And I was like, oh no, baby, like I'm good. Like you know, that's why no one has no footage of me because I was like, <laughs> I no footage. <laughs> God, here I am again. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> and so he, so you pulled up the balance and what he and did. And what he did was, and I never seen money like that, like that, without having to like yeah. date you and you know, let my yeah. boyfriend put me through chaos. Yeah. Right. And he said, "All right, he pulled out all this money." He said, "Get out of here. Get out of here." He we exchanged numbers. We never slept together. Nothing. He said, "Get out of here." And he said, "Show me a screenshot." Like, when you not pay a for screenshot. It. He said, call me. When you pay for it. He said, call me, and I'm going to meet up with you. And I'm like, what are we going to meet up for? But call me. And I, he said, when you pay for it. He said, I said, what about my friends? I always love my friends. I said, you, you know, and he gave them a couple of dollars. Not the money I had. And at that moment, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you how things worked, though. At that moment, I realized that God was real. That's all I was about to say. I realized God was real. And I realized that that wasn't going to be my story. I've never been molested in my life. I've never been raped. None of that. My parents, regardless of the financial side, they've always protected me. Yeah. And where I was going, God, he wasn't leading me in that direction. Yeah. So, again, everything my mom and dad did in my, in my young age, as I got older, it was starting to come out. It was yeah. starting, I was starting to feel it. So, the, the last situation in that space, maybe like a month later, I didn't do it. 
my dad called me and I love my father. I don't even think I've admitted this. Oh, Lord. But, oh, God. So my dad calls me and he says, I was getting my hair done. And he says, maybe his girlfriend called me. Somebody called me. It was like, they were together. He said, were you in my Baltimore, like, dancing? And I'm like, Dad, no. Why would I do that? Dad, I'm in college. I am, Dad, this is insulting. Dad, this is insulting. And I said, let me tell you this, though. One of my things I've never wanted to do is disappoint my parents. Mm-hmm. So thou shalt honor yeah. their parents. Yeah. They work too hard yeah. to see me. And it's again, everyone chooses a different lifestyle. Yeah. For me, I know better. When you know better, you do better. Facts. And God spared, spared the humility and he also the embarrassment because I think my dad's frat brothers like seen so he was like something ha- no what happened is his frat brothers go to that was going there but this girl that was about to work for my dad I was I was in magazines at the time so at the time I'm in magazines my dad showed the girl this is my daughter and, and, <laughs> yo this is great like man may she rest in peace she lost her life. Really? She was a, she was a dancer. May she may Tyre may Tyre rest her peace. She didn't like me, and she told my dad, uh, "Your your daughter dances." So he's showing. I'm in the magazines, and he's what is the magazine doing? Modeling. I had curly hair. They listen. It was a big time magazine, and he's showing everybody that's like he's proud. My dad loves me so much. Like, he loves me so much. <sighs> and he's so proud of me, showing the girl. And he, she tells him, oh, she's a dancer. And I'm going to tell you this, never again. But I, after that day, I did do bottle service, and I was very honest about that. I never in my life did that, honest to God. And But that's where the next level of addiction to money came. Because... Now I'm not. I'm never doing that. But I know y'all girls, y'all be getting money. Yeah. So now I'm going to the hottest bo- clubs, Love H2O, Rose Bar, every hot DC club. And then my last rodeo was Stadium, which is a strip club where I did bottle service. And at that moment, God dealt with me again. I got introduced to network marketing by way of Coach Stormy Wellington, and I remember telling her I was doing a bottle. I was doing bottle service in Miami. I remember telling her like I don't want to do this anymore. And she's okay. How much money do you want to make? I said, well, I want to make an act because I have my salon. Because I was doing my salon, doing hair, doing makeup, and doing bottle service. So When you said you you, you, uh, you believe in working, you ain't lying. Huh? I, I was working. And I was working so hard. But here's the deal, Azarius. God was waiting for me. He said, you can do it my way. You can do it your way. And I was working so hard to get the same thing doing it God's way. Yeah. So the day I literally said, I'm going to do network marketing, total life changes, I go back home. I do. I go one one last night in the strip club, doing bottle service. I'll never forget. I was sitting. <laughs> I was in the club and I sat down. You're not supposed to sit down. Like, you would have thought. I, listen, I, you were tired. In my you mind, tired? I'm like, I got network marketing. What's up? What's your, what y'all got going? On? Y'all go get your own drinks, right? So I'm sitting in the club because it's like early. Y'all go get your chicken wings from the bar, right? I'm not about to go over there. So. <laughs> I told the, the manager was like, you there need you to go, There you go, quiet quitting again. <laughs> quiet quitting. So the, the manager was like, you need to go get up. 
I got up to try to get into, you know, because we're wearing a corset, shorts, all that stuff. I get up, and then all of a sudden, when I look out, the girls are in flames. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, the girls are in flames. Like, I don't know what type of hallucination. I don't, I don't do drugs. And I was like, oh, that's my cue to get out of here. So, it, mind you, my shift started at 5. I was going to work till 2 o'clock in the morning. It is 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I go in the car because I'm like, do I really want to quit? I go in my car. And my manager knocks me on the door. Natalie, what are you doing? I looked at them and I was like, I'm going to quit. So I go inside and say, hey, thank you again for everything. But right now will be, not today, right now will be my last day. And I never walked back into that club. And from that day on, money has never been my issue. Whether it's six figures, extra, whatever it is, forget the millions. All I needed was to do to pay my bills. And I have not lacked since that day. Trust in God. Trust in God and doing the right thing. So when, so at that young age, how old were you? You were in school during that time, so about 21, 22? No, no, no I was working in the bottle surface for 10 years. So it's, I started at 20 years old. I started at, I'm sorry, 18 years old. Soon I got wet behind the ears. Soon I got to college, some guy finessed me to build a club flyer, and that's where it all began. So... From you said you were on the club, uh, the, the yeah, club? club flyers and everything. So I'm, you was that girl. People want to post you on stuff. To, to I market. was that girl because I respected myself. I wasn't sleeping with men. But I'm talking about they using your photo. Yeah, but I but I'm gonna tell you was this. modeling. So you know, so we live in a different age now where you can like pay to play in different things, yeah. right? Back then it was different. So my even with bottle service, like I wasn't sleeping with my clients. So a lot of people wanted to hire me because. I was about my business. Yeah. So yes, to answer your question, like whether it's flyers for the club, whether it's, I, I had Cricket Wireless at the time. I hired all their girls. Shout out to Glenn. Like I was getting so much opportunity because I was handling my business. <laughs> That's good. So it took me, so it, I was chasing money for a very long time. So I'm not very like, even the people that, the way people see me on Instagram now, like I've really been doing this for a long time. Like a hard life. <laughs> okay. They're like soft life. Oh, baby. It was it been hard, baby. It's in real, real. <laughs> So when I said that you cost a lot, that wasn't inaccurate. So it's two different things. Anything that a man on the financial realm, yeah. financial side, whatever a man can do. Or desires to do, I can do for myself. Right. Right? I'm not expecting a man to buy me a Lamborghini. I'm not expecting a man to pay my rent. I'm not expecting a man to do these temporary things. The stuff that I yearn for now is a different taste. It's like my te my taste buds change. I want you to say that because that this is where I realize, because I listen to women all the time and I listen to people all the time. And you said something that was so profound that I said, oh, she the real thing at this point. Um... Your taste change. How has your taste changed and what you desire in a man? So, one, I do believe a man, one, he has to love God, number one. You can't even compromise that with me. You tell me, I don't believe in God, baby, I'm good. I don't care how much money you have. You can have a billion dollars and say, Natalie Heroes, I'm going to give you $3 million a month just to be with me. I'm okay. You know, because I yeah. know what God has for me is way beyond what you can give me. Right. That's one. Um, number two, you have to be confident in the direction that you're going. It doesn't mean like you know everything. Just that you you feel like, you know what? I trust God enough too. I trust him. I don't know everything now. But 
when you start to be in that space, you have discipline. I need my man to have discipline because the streets is crazy, yeah. right? And there's a lot going on out here in these streets. And I don't need to compromise my health, my mind, my my body, my spirit. I don't have time to play around with men that don't have discipline. Yeah, I don't have time for drama. I can't be on the phone with you all day arguing. I don't have it in me. Yeah. So after that, you the desire to be financially free. Not rich. Financially free, meaning that you understand the dynamics of what money can do for us. Our legacy isn't just be a one-off of me and you or our kids, 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 because that's the burden desire that's going to keep us going. Yeah. So that's something that really is attractive to me. I, that's Like, I love when a man, like, understands that. Like, wow, you, you, you're not where you want to be right now, but you trust God and you believe in yourself. The next thing... That's important because I, I, I don't believe I like, let's say you financially could buy me stuff. Like, don't be cheap. Like, don't like, why can't I get those nice flowers? Like, don't tell me you don't think I like it. Like, no, <laughs> you don't, you know, you, you, you don't think you like it. You didn't think about it. Like, if you see perfume, like, and you watch yourself cologne, because that's what I do. Like, I don't, like, I will buy my man stuff. Like, yeah. it's not a tip for tat type of thing. If yeah. I'm out and I like this and it, I'm going to get it for myself, why not? Yeah. It's not like you got to put, I'm not going to put you through hell to see how far. Yeah. Like, God, like, why, I don't want to go through hell. Yeah. <laughs> why do you want to see if you can trust me? No, you talk to God if you can trust me. Okay? <laughs> like, and then on top of that. Well, have you been in those situations where I, God tests you to see if, if, if you with him for the money, I mean, what, what you mean by that? They'll test you like what? I really don't attract those type of guys. Uh, I think that because I'm really sure of myself in the space of like work. Like guys, I think they like that about me. Um, but I do believe a lot of men, I don't know why they feel intimidated by me. Because once you get to know me, and I'm hearing this a lot now, it's like, you are like literally putting me together on Instagram. But what if I did that to you? What if I said, oh, your shoes are dirty. Okay, your teeth look like this. Oh, your haircut's a little expired. Like, what if I... What did if, you say expired? But what if he was just working hard and he didn't have time to get a haircut and maybe he's grinding, so should he not go on live or should he not grind? Because that that's not right. That's being very, very what, what, what guys are seeing, like you said, you said you hit the nail on the head, you said intimidated. It's because when you see, and it's the rhetoric that vibrates louder than just mm -hmm. your Instagram page. It's the pages of other women that may not subscribe to the same idea that you have where they go, I can do I can do it on my own. I don't need no man. I got this. I got that. I got this. And they start talking about all the stuff they have. And then men be like, well, you don't need me then. Because men need to feel needed. So and, this is good. Yeah. So if I don't like Italian food and... Me and my friends are hungry, and they say, well, there's an Italian restaurant, there's a Caribbean restaurant, and there's a Mexican restaurant. I'm not going to just take whatever just because I'm hungry. Right. Like, when you really trust God, he's going to literally fulfill your what you desire. And there was a point in my life, though, because I'm not, I'm not perfect, where I was just taking it, and I was allowing it, and I'm just doing it because just to, to fill, fill me up at that moment. Taking what exactly? If I know that I'm dating a man and he's a cheater. Some people will look at me like, oh, you get cheated on? Yeah, absolutely, I've been cheated on. 
this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I couldn't have become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should I allow a man to cheat on me because he loves me and he's we have great dates and he's there for me because of my events or he like this this is before even now like at a younger age I have to say to myself I don't want my daughter to look at me and just say my mom has been strong I don't want that listen for anyone that has done that great for them but I believe that there's billions of people on the planet. And why would I have to just settle to like fill up my little yeah. taste buds right now? If I'm hungry, why, like I'm gonna be hungry tomorrow too. I'm always gonna be hungry. I'm ne- I love food, so that's just me. So I'm always gonna be hungry. So until like, but when I start losing weight, and this is so cra- this is good because I start losing weight when I start having discipline. When I start loving myself differently, when I start realizing that everything that's going to feed my hunger at that moment, I don't need. So back to just what I I desire in a man and what God has for me, my man has to be emotionally available because I believe there's so much that's going on in our our lives and our culture. Like we cannot go back to when we were young. Yeah, Everyone has been through so much in life, including myself. 
But is it fair for me to live the rest of my life not feeling like I can trust men or I can't get the love that I deserve? Like, so I have to be emotionally available to get help, to seek God, to be able to get therapy. And that's now one of my new, that is like a new requirement. Yeah. Because here I am, because my love tank is big. Like, I'm a lover. I grew up on love. Like, my, I don't, it's nothing to do with money. Like, my mom loves me. My dad loves me. Yeah. My grandma loves me. My other grandma loves me. My sister loves me. My niece and nephew loves me. So why can't I get the love like God loves me and these people that were put in my life that love me? Why should I compromise? Because you and your dad haven't, you never met your father. And now you just feel like you got to be this man with this, these, this, these issues, right? You got to be this man with these issues. No, go talk to a therapist because that's not your fault. That's not your fault. And you deserve love. You deserve every single thing that has your name on it. But you got to believe you do. I can come in your life and tell you that you deserve love. I love you. Like, nothing I do for you will be enough. Right. So that goes back to myself. Yeah. So I realized that I was attracting what was going on in my life. So here it is, Natalie. You're not satisfied. And you can't satisfy, satisfy these people either. You're never going to be enough. This one guy that I really loved, at, well, when you get older, you'll be like, okay, what was that? But I loved him as a person. I'm not in love with him. I want the best for him to this day. But he told me, like, yeah, like, I don't know what it is. I'm just never happy. And, like, I'm probably not going to get married until I'm 50. I said, I'm good off of you. We said, like, 45 or something. I'm like, bro, now you're bro. Bro, like, we're not doing that. You didn't, you didn't just end it that quick, did you? No, not like that. No, I'm, I'm a lover. So, like, and that's another thing, like, I used to love others when I love myself. Yeah. So I'm the type of person where that's why this last season of my life was so crazy because for the first time I chose myself and it did hurt my ex-boyfriend. And to this day, I love him. I want the best for him. I love him. I love him, but I love myself more. And maybe I prepared him for his wife. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I have a release. There's peace in the release. So Instead of me worried about who you're going to be peace, with. Hold on. You can't just skate over that. You said there's peace in the release. There's peace in the release because if it's yours, see, when you're in the flow, if it's yours and then we trust God, God can spin the block. He can do whatever for you. But I'm not God. So if we're together and I'm not feeling good about myself, there's nothing you can do for me. We're not even going to put the blame. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to talk about the things that I don't like about you. Let's not even talk about that. I have... An issue within myself right now. So I think a lot of times in relationships, we just say, oh, this person, they didn't do A, B, C, and D. Yes, they didn't do those different things. But what did you do in that space too? Yeah. And I I personally should have gotten therapy as soon as I got robbed. As soon as I got robbed, I should have got therapy because there were things I did in that relationship that was hurtful. Like and, it, I, and it was based on tied to the trauma that you went through. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was not a nice person. Like, what What would you do? I was just mad. Like, I was just, I was sharp. My tone, like, how I'm speaking right now. Yeah. Even with my friends, I was just, the things I said, I didn't think about. Like, it, that's mean. Like, you, like, if, if we are, if there's, if there's life and death, it's the power of the tongue. Why, why aren't we watching what we say out our mouths? If, do you really need to say that out your mouth, Natalie? What is that exact word? that You thought about that a little bit. Yeah. You knew that you was about to go spicy yeah. with it. What's the point of hurting somebody? Because that hurt now causes new trauma in their life. 
Natalie, that's good. That's good. It's something that you said um, when you did. Has that episode come out yet on Anthony O'Neill's On the Table? It didn't come out yet. Okay. But it's good. We can talk yeah. about it. All right. So I'm going to say this. This is, And I love my boy. That's my boy. He's been on the podcast. but And he always asks women this question that are high-achieving women and high earners. And what was that question he asked you? <laughs> You just said something. We'll circle back about high value and high achievers. Like, no, you want you want to break that down, don't you? Yeah, because it's, it's like that's a whole nother like, thing. Because I everyone's calling themselves high value. Like, but, but what is your values based on? And what's your value? Because I know you want to talk. Okay, about but that. we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, because anyway, I have a whole thing about. Yeah, that's that a whole other conversation. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Okay, <laughs> trigger. Trigger. <laughs> you said high value. What is value? What is the value system? Who, like, who created like, this value system? Yeah, because <laughs> like you got yeah. Okay, so. Anthony asked me, would I date a man that's earning $42,000 a year? And my answer is yes. And here's the reason why. Okay. He says, and if it's a school teacher. It's a school teacher. I loved it. Because when I'm with a man, I believe in you. Like, I'm talking about... I was sitting there and had this whole vision that God gave me and downloaded. And I got to make sure God did, did it, not me. But I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're supposed to go. I mean, I mean, God showed me where you're supposed to go. <laughs> I have a hold of way. Let me think about this. Uh, so, but if you're a school teacher, there's different levels to that, right? Because yep. some people are counselors. You know, they're they're. Uh, a therapist. There's so many different aspects of the education system. Right. And then you got the folks that own the school. Yeah. So I'm the woman that's going to empower you and, and believe in you so much where you going to wake up in like about 90 days. We're going to do personal development. We're going to pray. We're going to do so much stuff to the point where you're like, yeah, my taste changed. <laughs> I, Natalie, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm about to go back to get my master's. I'm going to go ahead and do this because I want to, I want to open up my own private school. Yeah. And I'm messing around. I'm a teacher at school too. We're going, I'm going to be a guest teacher someday because <laughs> I love serving and impacting. I do have a 501c3, so I love that. But in addition to that, everything big was on small. Everyone wasn't big time. We all came from somewhere. So who am I to judge somebody that might have had a career change? This person could have been in the streets. I'm just going to give you an example. Or they could have came home from prison. Or they could have just fell through a, they went through a hard time in life. And now they're in this space of their life, and guys that make forty two thousand dollars, please don't start dating right now because I don't. I am the capacity is not there. <laughs> I had to think about that, right? <laughs> God, you know how they about to go. But, they're like, oh shoot, I've been believing God for her to hey, see me. Right. That's all I need to see. That's confirmation. Hey, I got you, somebody. Woman who boss network. I got you. I got you because I'm. I am going a new realm of woman. Um, but so, but. <laughs> Wait, I thought about that because I just thought my DMs finna go crazy, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> so, but no, but back to that is like everything. <laughs> it's like, wait, you know how that go? Listen, dear future wifey, <laughs> your life can be solved. It's time to rest. It's time to heal. Shots fired. Hey, DM. <laughs> Hey, Latarius, I'm the one for you. God, God told, told me. me. God told me. God told me 
Lord, lady, did you pray? <laughs> God told me that you my husband. I was like, I guess I'm supposed to be polyamorous because there's a whole lot of women that say I'm their husband. I was like, I guess I'm going to be right. like King David or something. Right. No, but that, that's the thing. I think that that goes back to like really being intentional because, again, in this situation, we're not going to just jump off the, the, the cliff like this. <laughs> no. Tell me a little bit about you. Your past, like what's your work ethic? I'm gonna watch you. Do you wake? Do, what are your habits? Yeah. Do you wake up and do you have time with God? Do you? It can just even like tell me what you do. Do you work out? Yeah. What's your discipline like? Because if you have these core values, you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. It's not about just oh you had money you came from money because look at my story. Yeah. For me again, I know that a lot of people say that I'm like self made. No, I'm I'm a God made millionaire. Talk about Natalie. I'm a God made millionaire. Natalie, talk about okay. it. Okay. Talk about and it. I wanna because people keep calling me this self-made millionaire. I'm like, I gotta keep making his name great. Teach. Because anyone that goes from six figures, the mid-six figures, to not making one million, but two million, but three million, but four point three million dollars in a year, that was a Jesus thing. Yeah. That had nothing to do with my talent. Yep. That that was literally God saying. I've been watching you. Job well done, good and faithful servant. I can trust you now. And I knew that all those times in my life where I was grinding and I was fumbling the ball, he kept, like, he was, he had me in the chokehold. And that's when I see, like, a lot of things happen in my life where I started being obedient. And I was able to, like, really redirect my life. And that's when the prosperity came. So for that person that I'm dating or I'm with, that's what I would do. I would I'll probably invest in the school and we'll open up a 501c3 together. So you tell me you could actually see that in the guy, though? That, yeah. that you're willing to... So you're willing... So, okay, when you envision, is it a blank slate for your husband? Are you looking at it like saying, God, not my will, but let thy will be done, and you're obedient, open, and submitted to who God brings? Okay, so I'm... A, <laughs> it's funny. So... That's serious. I don't believe that God put me through all this in life just to just get average. I don't believe that. I mean, what what makes them average though? We just you just went no through because a whole you said a you said a blank slate. I'm talking so, about blank slate. What I mean by an open mind. Oh, uh, open I'm mind. Saying, yeah, where you're like I don't vision because you you can sometimes what we do we say God let your will be done but he got to be six foot five he got to be at least making this amount of money he got to be at least doing this he got at least but whoever you have in store for me. This this season is called victory. And this season will be a sweatless victory. I don't believe that God put me through so much hard work to have to just say, okay, I'm going to start dating this one person. This one person. I'm going to be intentional with this one person. Because I'm in my flow right now. So I don't think God's going to have me be distracted. Because that does take some type of work. But if somebody has a clean slate and he can add to the table and we can grow together, yes. But I believe this season I'm in my life, I think that miracles are about to happen in my life. That's what's going to happen in my life. And I believe that everything I've been praying for and manifesting in my life, in my career, just in my man, in my family, I believe this is the season for Natalie Nicole Smith. So you're open to meeting your husband right now? Yes. Would you be, uh, is there a timeline in your mind where you'd be like, uh, as far as, 
like you know, I had the couple. You watched that episode, right? Mm-hmm. About the couple they met on IG, got married in five months. Would you be? Would that scare the crap out of you? No, I watched that whole episode, but there was a flow in in their yeah. in their engagement, and because I'm obedient, I'm paying attention. So if there's a red flag, if there's something that doesn't mean I'm you're you're trash, but you're not my treasure. So it's nothing wrong with us saying, you know what, you're a great man and you deserve love. But in this season right now, you're not emotionally able to love me for what I need. So to answer your question, I am open to falling in love and all that stuff. And getting married. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a great wife. So there's no trauma. So it's no, it's no, you, you feel like there's no trauma that will hold you back on being loved properly by the right man. Me getting robbed at gunpoint and me healing from that was traumatic enough for me to become a fearless woman now to be able to trust God and be obedient. If that is my husband, and as I'm dating now, I, I'm paying attention. So, and I'm talking to God. Me and God are really, I mean, I'm talking about, me and God are like in a different space right now, That's like good. besties. And it feels good. It feels really good. So you're in the season right now where you're at peace. You know who you are. You know who God is in your life. And uh, you are truly submitted and trusting God. I'm trusting for every area of my life. Every single area from my health. I'm healthy, but from my health, the enemy, listen, the enemy, we don't give him no power. But I'm telling you right now, because I went through the things I went through in my life, I'm ready to fight. And it's, again, on the spiritual realm, I'm being filled up all the time because every single day things happen. As a business owner, I go through life all the time, but the enemy can't trick me. So now that I'm in this space that I've never been in my life, let's keep that 1,000. I've never been in this space in my life. I am open to whatever God has for my life. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, before we conclude, I want to go and, and attack that one thing that we talked about, about uh, high value, Natalie. How do you define high value? A high value woman or man is not defined because of their money. Teach. Okay. My favorite, one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 5.22. And that's the fruits of the spirit. And when I realized that my net worth and my money was putting me in a box of high value, but I didn't really have true joy, true peace, Forbearance, I, I, didn't, I wasn't living like that. That did not make me high value. When you really wrap that type of love and that type of joy, that type of peace in your life, you now are living a high valued life. All right, well, I guess you just dismantled that whole idea, huh? <laughs> Hey, we all can have it though. Yeah, we all can have it. <laughs> and that's what, and that's why I used to get so mad at this particular guy that became very popular. God rest his soul. Oh. That will always talk about high value and this, this, this. And it gave, yeah, it gave toxic masculinity a voice, which is if I'm making money like this and my network is this, this, and my he talked about network. The people, if you can call up, if your friends are millionaires right. or, or they're making six figures, all that type of stuff, then that makes you a high value. I'm like. Man, you know what I mean? Them type of guys be just tearing my homegirls up, breaking them down, make them feel like they nothing. And, and I'm like, that's why we have to really truly understand what our value systems are based on. And I love that at this season of your life, um, you are submitted to 
God as the barometer of saying, God, this is where I found my value. It's not in, you told me one day that during your depression, you went and bought, bought three Birkin bags. Was that Five. Just, oh, geez. Five. And it didn't make, it did not make me happy. Can you believe that? <laughs> so for people that don't know the average cost of a Birkin bag, can you bless the people? How much does a Birkin bag cost? A average Birkin is like, I, I, listen, I got it not from, I got it the rush one. Like, will you pay like ten, fifteen thousand dollars more on top of the price? The average Birkin bag is twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars. Like, and that's not that's literally like overpaying, which is so stupid. If I was patient, if I was patient, got on the list. <laughs> Okay, I could have got a, I could I could have got a flight to Paris, and then picked for it up, week. picked it up yourself. Yes. Oh my God. So you said to get it rushed, it costs another ten, fifteen thousand. Man, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I am not ashamed to talk about it. Judge me later if that's what you want to do, but I don't. I'm free, so I can talk about it. And when I spent like it was like twenty five, thirty five thousand um, dollars for five each one, and I still wasn't happy. Oh. And that's just even one. That's tell you about my jewelry. I lost over a quarter million. I had so people like somebody said I have a rapper chain on. Like literally, I had all the jewelry. Like, <laughs> like I can go buy new jewelry right now, but I don't find value, value in, in that. Yeah. So again, I like jewelry. I like all those different things. I love gifts, but I'm not going to like. Oh my god! I put that in my business. I put that in stuff that I need so right finish, now. Finish the statement. Of what happened to all this jewelry you had? Between. Leaving in the Uber, the plane, or me closing my eyes and somebody's stealing it. I have all these different stories in my head that happened to it. My jewelry got stolen. <laughs> my jewelry got stolen. She had a bag and she was catching the plane, just catching the flight. And somehow between the Uber, the airport, and the plane, that bag came up missing. But, but I'm going to say something I'm not going to say. And like I'm going to tell you the truth. That was another, that was another test from God. Natalie, and the way I handled it was like a G. Natalie, that doesn't make you. I had all the big, I'm talking about the nice tennis, all, you know, the, yeah. the, the tennis, uh, the yours was nice. Yeah, tennis, the, I had the big necklace. rocks that, like, that's what I'm talking about, the one that the, the rich wise be getting. I bought it myself. <laughs> I had she that. Said, you said the rich wives. Yes. <laughs> then my ex-boyfriend bought me this nice piece. I had a lot of I had a lot of stuff. Anklets. Man, you'd have thought I was a listen. Listen, I was doing my, my big one. And then I was like, you're doing your big one for who? Because at the end of the day, you're really dope without those different things. Exactly. It doesn't make you. So that's where, you know, when it, when it goes down to just my values. I realized I can have it all, though. I can still have those things, but that cannot be my God. I cannot put that there as my God. There it is. It doesn't make me, and it does, it's not going to break me. See, this woman, like I said, I hit the nail in the head when I saw you over a year ago, and I was like, nah. This woman is different from that woman. Totally different woman. This woman promoted <laughs> herself a different way versus this woman who's promoting God. Yeah. So it's a difference. And so it's so because I can just see the spirit. It's a spirit shift from when I saw you over a year ago and versus this spirit that has showed up today. It's a totally different person. And remember, I said this to you. Uh, no, I'm gonna let you finish. What you're about to say something, and I'm gonna hit you with what I said to you on that call today. No, it was it was it was two things I was gonna say that I want to tell you because I know the the viral moment that you had where it's like, you know, you know the sound of a wife. Oh yeah. So yeah. I will say this. 
the same way how a man knows the sound of a wife. Yeah. A woman knows the sound of her husband. Mm. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper. A woman knows when she is a wife. Mm. I lived these 35 years of life knowing that that wasn't a responsibility I wanted to step into yet. I was, I knew there was a work that God was doing in me and I knew that he loved his son so much. He wasn't going to let my physical attributes distract his son to let a Natalie that's not whole yet come into his life and distract him from his destiny. Teach. So God had to work in me and on me so I can know my own sounds and the flow that I have now. And, the, and just, man, like I'm telling you, the peace I have in my life right now and just the, the, the confidence I have in where I'm going, I literally have, I feel safe. And I thought that a man had to make me feel safe. Yes, you do want to feel safe for your husband, but do you feel safe for God? Teach. And where I'm at in my life right now, I want every single woman whether she is single, whether you're a mom, whether you're in a marriage and you know you did that by flesh, whether you are married and you know you're not... Talk, talk to him right there in the whether you're not, Whether you are married, you're not showing up as a wife. Don't let it go over your head. We know what we be fighting inside. Take a moment and love yourself. It took me two years, two and a half years, to go on this pursuit of self-love and Natalie Nicole... Not defining myself as social media Natalie Nicole. But when it's all said and done, I came here with no makeup. I love myself. I love every aspect of myself. With hair, with edges, with ponytails, with just the flesh of Natalie and the spirit of Natalie mixed together is the sound of a wife. And now I can live in this space in confidence. I can live in this space not needing validation from man or woman. I can live in this space not feeling like I'm being rejected, but knowing that rejection is God's protection yes. for my life and knowing that God gave me this one life here on earth. And he promised me heaven on earth. So if you really believe that in your heart, like, listen, Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatever you ask God for in prayer and believe it in your heart, not just you ask God and you don't believe it because God knows if you believe it. When you ask God for this specific thing, all the things, and believe it in your heart, it's already done. But that already done is the wait season. It's seed time and harvest. So if I live my life and I plant my seeds on fertile ground, and if I trust God and I do the work, because faith without works is dead, if I do the work in this season, I know for a fact that my heaven on earth will come. So trust your process. Trust God. Believe in yourself. Love yourself for real in this season because you have this one life to live. So you're going to just preach? I would, that's, so that, you just going to preach? That, this, I, I felt led to talk about that because since this is the day after Valentine's, Valentine's Day, yeah. and I remember being that woman that like thought to myself, oh man, I remember being in a relationship. And I remember saying to myself, like, I deserve this. I deserve this. Hey, I'm going to show you how they treat me. Listen, when it's in them, it's in them. Right? <laughs> and Valentine, Valentine's Day is is when it, when someone really loves you, 
they don't have to really think hard on Valentine's Day because they're showing. <laughs> maybe you don't got to wreck your brain for me. And that's the thing. When you say, like, I look a certain way, they re- stop wrecking your brain. Stop. Stop. Just put too much I didn't notice that you don't have makeup on. No, I, I, you know, I'm a, I've been doing makeup for so long. I do very minimal stuff now. When I, when you, when I came from the airport, I had no makeup on. Yeah, yeah. I, like, in, I, and I, filter or no filter, like, people are like, well, you wear a filter. I, filters are cute. <laughs> Because I like the filter, but without a filter, I still rock on myself. <laughs> you she know said, let's be clear now. Let's be very without clear. A, without a filter, I'm a pool. That's what she said. Shout out to NN Beauty <laughs> because I take care of my skin. But it's, I, let's hear it. My entire skin, my edges done grow back, grown back. My edges done grown back. Can you believe it? Like, I had very curly hair. And when I was going through, because when you're stressed out, mm-hmm. your hair starts yeah, falling out. breaking. And I was like, I looked at my hair one day. I was like, what is happening? And I, oh, no. That's why I put a little baby hair on the side. There was no baby hair. I said, oh, time to reevaluate. So now people are like, well, why are you wearing your ponytails? Because I love every aspect of myself. <laughs> if I wear a frontal a ponytail, like, I don't like... Do you can you love me like that? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. There's so many <laughs> things I want to say. I want to. Uh, I'm gonna say this story. This is funny because uh, I, I cried laughing on this, and I do not want to deprive the audience <laughs> of this story. Oh God! There was a time that Natalie tried to get uh, um, uh, lipo. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus! This is good. Oh, my God. What happened with your experience of lipo? Man, like, God wasn't letting up, okay? Why can't I be the fine girl that just gets it? And, like, so what happened was I got lipo, body sculpting, and what happened when I went to get it, and I post this photo, make sure the day of, I already was really fine. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, my mom's your daddy and nice body. And my boyfriend at the time, he was in the streets, and... I like I see everybody like doing they they big one, and I was like I want my big one, and I think I put them through some type of hell in the high waters. And I was like I need this money, okay? And uh, he gave me the money, and you know I went to the doctor. And the doctor said specifically, you don't need this. I never had children yet. He said we can't even we don't even know where to grab the fat. And I was like, and he said in your butt. He's like you already have a really nice butt. So he, what he did was. <laughs> I still did it, and he made me have this. He he did the contour where it had this like shelf where like it looked like a a, a seat on the top of your. Oh behind. God! All right, it was because I already had a butt, so he didn't know what to do. Instead of just like <laughs> instead of just forfeiting it, he just said, "Baby, let me just put the little fat on the top." So baby had this little butt, and I'm about to stand this up. I can show y'all because you know. So let me tell you what happened. So here I am, fine. I already was. A nice shape or whatever. So what happened was when I got my when I got robbed, God said, "All right, lady, put the mic up." Because me and him, me and him, we, well, I don't want to go to heaven anytime soon. But me and him finna talk about this. <laughs> we finna talk about this, Lord, because for two years this man, <laughs> I'm talking about fifty pounds overweight. It was like ten pounds, twenty pounds, thirty pounds. It would not stop. Then at the 54 pound cuff, I said, oh, I said, oh, hell nah. I was like, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I gotta be myself. I really didn't look at me. I was like, whoa. Buddy. So you said after you got lipo, you gained weight. Let me tell you weight. what happened. Wait, let me tell you the story. We almost done. This is good because the girls that want to go on that table, let me tell you. Because what happened is the first time I called my mom, I was like, mom, 
I was like, I done did something bad. I did my, I did something bad, mama. I did something bad, ma. She, what did you do? She started praying in tongues and stuff. I said, I can't. I'm leaking everywhere. I just leak it. I'm in a recovery house. I'm just, ma, ma, I might die, right? And I'm like. <laughs> And I remember being in that house and like everybody's bleeding. I said, oh my God. I said, I didn't. You said I, everybody was bleeding? It was bad. I then fell out and everything. And I was by myself. And then my boyfriend at the time that paid for it, he met me in Miami. And I'll never forget, he got a nice condo for us. And I'm leaking everything. He's looking at me like, he looked at me like he was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you don't love me. You don't love me like this. And he's looking at me like grossed out. I was talking about, he, I got the thing hanging. He's like, I was like, give me a hug. And we talked about this. He was like, he was just grossed out. Right? He said, you had stuff coming out everywhere. He's like, he was just grossed out. How many like, holes did you have? It was two. So fast forward, I get robbed. And I had this bright idea. Because the show was about to air. And I said, I'm going to get lipo again. But this go around, I'm gonna get lipo on my arms, lipo, and I was like, I'm going, I'm doing my big one this go around, right? You thought you tried to take me out last time? <laughs> I'm gonna do my research on this. I'm not going to Columbia or all those other places. I'm going right here in Houston. God, God I'm not going to Miami. I'm going right here in Houston. That's what I'm gonna do. You're, you're gonna bless this one. So, and my boyfriend, he was like, I love you like you are. He was like, you don't need it, but whatever you want is crazy. And I was like. Men, every man don't like. I mean, you, you'll find the majority of men that say they do not see why women do that. And he, let me, let me tell you the trauma I put that man through at that time. Because <laughs> imagine I was by myself the first time. This was, he was talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. So, I, listen, this one, almost, this one almost took me out, though. So, fast forward, real quick, I'm a real story. I go to the doctor. I say, do this. And I'm and the doctor's like, you don't really need it. But I said, listen. I'm paying you. I've been here this before. He double part. He double. He du I got the money to do it. He overcharged me. It's me and my home. Me and this girl that we're not friends anymore. But she went and did her, her big one, too. That's not the story. Because I'm always, listen, we big ones together. Okay. All right. She got something different. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm going to save it. Okay, sis. But. Okay, but all right. So we're gonna talk about Natalie because I'm gonna take accountability. Okay, I'm in a different space in my life. So we go, and the doctor telling you don't need it. Baby, we go, we go. They, we like lipo twins. She did her little thing, or whatever. She got some other stuff. But then I go, I get lipo on my thighs, right? Then I say, take this out my butt because it was on the top. Are you going to remove what the other man put? Big Bus is not it. Like, so I was like, I'm thinking I'm about to be this, like, Kim Kardashian skinny girl. Like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, yeah, okay. Take it from there. Take it from there. Take it from here. Just lipo me down. Right? <laughs> lipo me down. I'm mad right now. I go get braids. I get my my, my recovery braids. Because I'm like, I'm not going to do my hair. I'm going to just be on Instagram live making money. And God said... <laughs> I done gave you millions of dollars in this network marketing stuff from health and wellness, and you really do help people lose weight. Why would you just detox your body, baby? <laughs> baby, why you want to do this? So I go ahead. I lay on this table. I get lipo. And when I tell you, now this is when I had to recommit my life to Jesus. Because this was the one. This wasn't, you know, usually people have other type of trauma. This was the trauma that I needed. 
I got a nurse coming to the house. This time, I'm, this is like a rich light bulb. Yeah. This is like, I'm not staying in no house. I'm in my house, right? <laughs> so I'm in the house. He said rich light The bulb. first go around. I'm passing out. It's bad. I got a nurse and everything. I'm passing out. She on one side. I'm on this side. I'm throwing out. It's bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I call my mom. Mama. Mom, don't be mad at me, please. Because I know you love Jesus and I know your prayers work. Mom, I'm going to give you everybody's number. I'm going to put you in the group chat. I think I'm going to die this time. Mommy, please help me. Right? I'm like, I'm like hyperventilating everything. So what happened was my body rejected the because my cortisol levels, I didn't go get it checked. My cortisol levels were uh, like half of the rate. So my body was in a severe trauma. Remember I had the, I was I had PTSD. My whole blood stream was whacked out, right? So fast forward, my body gained, at this point I was only 30 pounds overweight. My body gained 24 pounds after lipo. How long after? I'm talking about it was bad. It kept getting one pound, one, one, two, three, four. Like, Over what period? A month or two months or no, what? No, like it was going up every month. So, so mind you, I did it in like April. But time, September, and that, listen, I looked at my birthday photos. I said, because I wanted to look nice on my birthday. That was my plan, right? My my birthday in the TV show, I just knew it was going to add up. They said, the, they said TV adds 15 more pounds. Yeah. So I thought that was going to be big fine. And I was big Bertha. Okay? And I was big as hell. Like, I'm like, whoa, buddy. This is a big type of girl. So mind you, what happened was... It's look, yo, this this is traumatic. Okay. So listen, that's when I gave my life to Christ. That's when I joined the gym. Literally, like I would say this, like I'm talking about at this, I couldn't even pick up nothing. He had to do everything. I'm like, this is not it. I'm crying, I'm bleeding, I'm like, this is bad. But then what I did notice in my husband, I'm not saying that's him, in my husband. That was a very low point in my life. I need to know, can you be there for me? Because the last one was trying to he was trying to ditch. Okay. This one is like, you're beautiful. You look nice. It'll be okay. You can do it. And I'm like, I hate life right now. So mind, so mind you, I already am hating my life. Yeah. I'm already, I'm scared of my own shadow. So imagine you can't walk to the bathroom, but you're scared. I remember I'm like, you, you can't walk to the bathroom. I'm, I'm looking at him up like, can you go to the bathroom with me? I can't walk over there. Because I'm scared the people going to be out there. You know? So, it's a lot going on. So, the people going so fast, it was vague. It was vague. I'll, I'll be laughing now, but fast forward, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get up because I love it. <laughs> you, you see this? Okay. Zoom in. Okay. Legs are leggy. Okay. You said so, legs are leggy? My boots never will go up. They're calving. And the butt is smaller, but it's, it, I lost weight. I'm looking good, but the face is swimming. No, no Botox, nothing. Okay? Okay? So, <laughs> because, listen, they, they listen, I, I'm gonna I'm leave it here. That's why you have to trust God. Yeah. Because I literally said to myself, the comments, they would beat me up. They're like, you are bigger than ever. And my, oh, my, oh, my, 
So I, that's where body dysmorphia came in. But I was getting bullied on the internet. Like I was body shaming was in full effect. I thought the other girls got body shamed. Baby, I was the body shamed one. I could have been the president because it was really bad. And I was like, oh no, I don't want to post. Then I started trying to edit my photos, and I'm like, I don't want the the, the wall to be caved in. It was just. <laughs> I was like, oh, we gotta get to, we gotta go to the gym. We got, so I got my blood work done. I started changing my life, oh, changing my eating habits, um, everything. And I'm going to tell you this. this I mean, my, I laugh, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm looking at you right now. I could have done it again. I didn't know. I'm not going to do it. My weight loss journey has not been easy. It's a uh, fight. Of course. But it's discipline. It's obedience. And my husband needs a disciplined woman. My husband needs an obedient woman. My husband needs a woman that honors her money. My husband needs whole Natalie, not surface Natalie. And that's another lesson from Natalie. So, so, so you just stood up. You showed the, the people your body. You're not happy with your body right now? I love my body. Okay. Well, so, why, you say, why you say it's still a struggle? You still trying to lose more? No. So when you are on your weight loss journey, people don't understand this. You can eat, Food is food. People think about this to be fine forever. That is not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you have that discipline. I love food. I just went to Turkey head leg, head leg Hut the other day. But I went to, so let me tell you why. I'm, I, I have been passing these tests every day. So I went to Woolie G's in Houston. And I met up with, you know, a friend at Turkey Leg Hut. I had the option to eat a Willie G's, which I did, and to act like I never ate, which I would have done back in the day. And when eat I, that turkey leg hut, I didn't bugged. do it. So I, you just I, ate at one place? I know. So we ordered food. I ate a little bit, but I was like, man, I got to come back when I'm hungry. And that was, that might be a small test, but that was a test. Oh, because, that's a test. Yeah, because I'm in the gym, I'm working out, I'm feeling good, I'm detoxing. I just know that this next dimension, God needs this for me. This is what he needs for me. This Natalie right here. Listen, I love your story. So y'all can see why a 30-minute conversation turned into two hours. Yeah, we we are friends for life because yeah. we be cracking up. <laughs> I love talking like this though because think about, I had no one to tell, talk to me about this with. So that's why when I, even on Instagram, people are like, yeah. well, why don't you talk about branding? It's like, whenever, I want to talk about, that's my Instagram and my TikTok and my Facebook is my assignment. It's my ministry. So me being myself you're going to love me for what I'm yeah, giving you. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to put some branding in there, those different things, but this is my social media. So I'm going to do, do my big one do, on there. It's yours because it's your social media. Like exactly. You said, do what you want to do. Well, listen, man, I've totally enjoyed talking to you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought about the call to my mom. When you talk, when you call your mom, I think I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm dying this time. But your mom was like, this crazy girl keep paying people to put her in this pain. Right. She said this about four months. I'm like, leave it here because you probably watch. I love my mama. She was like, um, she said she's proud of me. And she says, um, you're not gonna go back and do that again, right? Say it in her accent. How'd she say it? Natalie. I'm very she she speaks English but Trinidadian. I, I'm very proud of you. Like, I'm very proud of you. And I talk back to like, yes, girl, yes, you know? And I like show her my body, like, because I'm so proud of myself because I have the money to do a lot of different things. And God just, and that's why he's blessing me. That's like he's blessing me. So that's why I'm, this conversation, we're going to do more of these. Yeah. I don't know what God has for us. Yeah. Because I think that, again, I want to give you your, your flowers because men can get that. It's like what you're doing is God's work. And you're freeing the people. People are going to be able to love again. Yeah. Feel whole again. Feel worthy again. Feel confident again. Even after pain. Mm. After pain, there's, so, there's beauty in ashes. 
this beauty. Listen, and I'm gonna say this: when you told me your story, and I don't judge anybody that because I listen to your your podcast, the fact that you can show up as a man, no matter what you're fighting, and trust in God, and you still have a spirit of excellence on this podcast. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate that. It's amazing. Everything has been amazing. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Did you see my healing from heartbreak episode? Yes. <laughs> it was. <laughs> every, everything has been good, but I think that men need that because yeah. a lot of men are afraid to go to, they're afraid to really commit to therapy. Yeah. They say they go and it's like, boy, go back. And they're afraid to be transparent and vulnerable. Yes. And so I, it was uh, to much surprise a lot of men when they see me out and about, they'll walk up to me and be like, brother, say, man, yeah, we've been there before. He said, bro, I don't know how you did it. You know, to be in front of everybody like that and share that. But, man, I felt like you were speaking on my behalf. And, and that's what means the most. But that's when I'm going to leave it here because we can go all day. That's why podcasts, social media is needed because here's the deal. The enemy is always going to use whatever is vulnerable to distract the minds of the people and 100%. the hearts of the people. So you're going to have media that's going to make you feel like you're not worthy and like I mean I see all this bashing online yeah and I'm like all right Natalie so the reason why I am relaunching my podcast and my show is not because I need the money for this it's because I gotta do God's work so what we're doing right now yeah I gotta when, when the woman is in the corner want to kill herself or the woman gets in a breakup or she's in a happy marriage or the woman that is you know about to have a baby but she feels like she doesn't have enough and she's not sure she's gonna come to my show and all the shows that I'm on right now because I am fighting against whatever else that people think is important in my life. Yeah. I'm literally telling God, give me the strength, give me the bandwidth to show up for your people right now. That's good. So that's why we got to show up. That's good. Have you come up with the name of this podcast? You're going to relaunch? Yes. So, so the name, just like I, I've changed my major five times. So better believe this <laughs> you is- You changed your major five times? I changed, I, Howard University allowed me to change my, my major five times. I graduated with a public relations and a, and a business degree. So I'm proud of myself for that. But I changed it five different times. <laughs> it was rough now. Right? Five times. Five times. So the, this podcast name, is this what you set on? Or you think going to change? No, listen. All right, so what's the name of it? I not only changed my store name in the Galleria. <laughs> this it. This it. Because God's in it. What's the name of it, Natalie? The, the podcast is called For Every Woman. For Every Woman. For Every Woman. And, and this, I absolutely love it. And... um. And what would the podcast talk about? Man, we're not boxed in anymore, y'all. <laughs> I'm coming out. Listen, it's going to be good because I was boxed into branding. So it's going to be everything for women. Like the people that we have that's already confirmed, it is going to be crazy from love, from beauty, from money, from branding, from lifestyle, from travel, just I have pastors. I have so many people coming on, coming on, and they, I, I like that you got different people from different uh, uh, categories. Yeah, this, this one is going to be. It's going to help a lot of women and men because I have men as my guests too. Because you're going to be on my podcast as well, Amen. And it's going to it's going to create a lot of belief in men and women. That's it's going to change your lives. Good. I'm excited. When are you going to launch it? I'm, I like holding people so, accountable. So no, when are you going to launch it? We, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm launching it on Women's Day. 
That's Mars the so, so so I'm doing I'm doing a whole week now. We, now y'all know my business. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. So I'm going on tour for um Women's Month, and I'm going to ten different cities that month. Women's Month is March, right? It's next month. It's yeah. already locked in. I'm going on tour because remember Jesus went from town to town to town. So I'm going to town to town to town to see my people and to connect with my women and it'll be like small listening parties. I already partnered up with several businesses and I'm excited about it because every time you think you got to do something really big, I'm doing something big. I'm doing something small too. So International Women's Day, I'm having a private invite only event at my store in Houston, Texas. And that's when we're opening up the store. Um, Plush RX is now in Embody, yes. uh, the premier self-care brand yes. for women. And then we're also going to um, launch my actual podcast live in Atlanta, Georgia on April, I'm sorry, no, no, not April, March 12th. March 12th. You got some work to do. I, I, I'm ready. Let's get it. I'm ready. I'm equipped. I'm built for this. Let's get it. Let's get it. Listen, I hope y'all enjoyed Natalie as much as I have. Uh, y'all give it up for my new homie, Natalie Nicole. Yes. We locked in. <laughs> we locked in. There it is, y'all. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship Slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it. Slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical context, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? 
Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. You know what? I thought originally I was going to have a couple for the, you know, the podcast for Valentine's Day or at least after Valentine. Um, but I think the majority of my demographic are single women. And so I think it was by God's design that Natalie was here for uh, this episode to show y'all what it looks like to live on purpose, in purpose, uh, for a purpose as a woman. And so I hope y'all found value in this episode. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, did V-Day make you feel insignificant, lonely, or unworthy? I sure hope not. You are complete without me. Two halves don't make a whole in matters of the heart. You exude power and femininity. Your addition to my life is a long-awaited and anticipated answered prayer. Valentine's Day is cool, but it will never define how much I love you. It will never define if you are loved. The other 364 days of the year will be spent investing in your heart with the currency of time, attention, and prioritization. I will show you through random touches of wellness checks to confirm you are real and the dream hasn't ended. I get excited about the knowing, knowing you and I are each other's greatest earthly blessing. You are my destiny helper. I am you and you are me. Happy belated Valentine's Day, your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.